so hi um if you're new here hi uh if you're not new here hi i'm sorry um it's been a while it's been a very very long while um and there's been a lot that's happened um so welcome back if we haven't met yet my name is donovan beck uh this is a tangents with soul podcast this was a place for me to have conversations with friends and uh, other artists and creatives that I worked with and collaborated with and just wanted to hear their stories and sort of place that I could just like put ideas out into the universe um, and chat with myself for 25, 30 minutes and not feel awkward about it. Um, and a lot's happened. We haven't had a podcast episode in a very, very long time um, and a lot of people have asked for it. Um, so this is it. This is going to be a sort of conversation with myself right now it is currently eleven thirty in the evening i just finished recording a bunch of pieces for social media and i feel like continue to talk and continue to chat um and sort of update this place and have a sort of conversation since this is a cool spot that people can connect with me in a different way and there's a lot of you uh who are new and didn't even realize there was a podcast that existed uh before um, growing on social media, having a following, creating the really awesome community of people who follow me for my poetry and films now. And so this is sort of an update on what's been going on, what's been happening. Um, I'm going to keep it sort of brief since there is a lot that's happened in the span of now to the last episode. Um, but for those of you who don't follow me on social media, or you should, uh, at the Mind of Soul, both on Instagram and TikTok, it's where I share a lot of my ideas and a lot of the things that I create. Um, and the poems and everything like that. In the past year, we wrote a book. We partnered with some amazing organizations and got to work um, with some really awesome initiatives. I'm just coming out of Mental Health Month, which is really, really crazy for me, um, which I'm very, very thankful for. I think that's been the realization for me a lot recently, was realizing how thankful I am. Uh, for the life I get to lead in terms of not just sharing my art, but also endorsing others to do the same and working with a really cool collection of mental health resources. Um, but it's also been hard. And I and I want to treat this space of this podcast as a as a acknowledgement of that within myself. Um, as unfortunate of all social media, I think that there is a version of me that is portrayed online that may not always be accurate how I'm doing, um, especially because I get to curate and choose how I want things to look and create and sound and feel, um, and especially with how I am as an artist. Um, I choose to make sure that when I share things, they, they're polished to a degree and they're honest and they're, they're how, they, how I want them to be, but they're not always fully true to what's going on in, in the periphery of everything that's going on, right? Um, so that's why I want this space to be. I want this space to be a very honest and very open conversation around everything. And it's been weird. It's been difficult. I will be honest with myself and say that. Um, I'm very, very thankful for the life I get to lead in terms of the art that I get to make. But also I just learned a couple of things about myself and what it means to have a following and all that sort of stuff um, in the past year. And I'm still going to adapt to that. And I, I'm interested to see where next year will lead as we continue to grow and we continue to do things and work on the second book that's being published right now or being working to publish right now um, and create a poetry course and all these other things that are happening, which I'm, I'm so thankful for, but I'm also interested to see 
what happens. Um, over the past year, I definitely have gone through the ups and downs of the emotional spectrum a lot, which is ironic. Um, I was having a conversation with one of my friends who's also a mental health advocate, um, and we were just talking about being in the middle of May, just like pushing through and trying to get a bunch of projects and brand partnerships and all these things done. And we were like, how are we mental health advocates and our mental health is just going down the drain right now <laughs> this month? Um, and I think it's that level of honesty that's sometimes needed. Um, it's really needed, in all honesty, in terms of just being able to say, hey, everyone that you follow on social media is human. And they're all learning and adapting and trying to, to figure out the world the same as anybody else. And we're all human to a degree, right? And I think that's the one thing that we don't give ourselves the, the admittance to enough, right? Where we're able to say, hey, I'm not doing well. And I don't know the answer to that. And I don't know how to handle that situation. But as of right now, I'm not doing well. And I think I need guidance. Um, so if you're a friend of mine that I've reached out to over the past month and have consoled in and asked for guidance in, um, thank you. I appreciate you a lot. Um, if you're just a listener, I really apologize that this whole podcast in the next 10, 15, 20 minutes, however long this conversation is going to be, um, won't make a lot of sense, but that's okay. We're here and it's going to be good. Um, yeah, I am... I'm so interested in the future, and I think that's what I've realized a lot recently, is that I'm very, very interested to see what the future holds. And I say this not as I'm trying to plan out my entire future, because if there's one thing that I've learned in the past year and a half, um, I have absolutely no control over my life. And I and I and I'm really glad that I can say that jokingly, and I can say that like with 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 humor and jest um because that was really hard for me um to learn to accept over the course of growing up was realizing that i don't have control over my life um i think we have this really weird misinterpretation that we control the things that can happen to us and we don't realize that life will just throw things at us and we have to learn to adapt to it um so i'm really glad that i can just say like yeah i don't know and i have no control over my life so i don't know what's going to happen in the next year or five years ten years whatever but I'm interested in it. I'm very, very curious in it. And I love that because it, it means that I'm always excited to see what happens. Um, I, over the course of my life, have learned to say no to a lot more things. I was a very yes-forward person. Or I would say yes to so many things that end up getting me in trouble. <laughs> um, and I would end up overburdening myself. But I, I've been realizing over the past year that saying yes to certain things is really 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 important um i'm thinking specifically of a speaking engagement i got to speak at in columbus ohio a couple weeks ago um it was being held by my my friend zach and his his organization called scattered joy uh if you haven't heard scattered joy a huge shout out to them and what they do and i've been on their podcast if you want to go listen to another conversation of mine um, definitely go check out Zay Joy's podcast. But um, I remember I remember this conversation that me and Zach were having about this idea of saying yes to things and, and 
pushing yourself in uncomfortable situations. Because I'll be honest, um, I live in Los Angeles, Columbus, Ohio, nowhere near Los Angeles. <laughs> um, and Zach and I have been connected for a very long time, and I've been really honored to get to watch his company grow. Um, but during during this time, during May, um, and this is coming right out of May uh, for Mental Health Month, um, I was just in a weird space. I was in a really, really burnt space, really tired. Um, I was finishing school. I was handling mental health month and 10 different projects and brand groups and all this sort of stuff that was going on. It was just hard. It was just a hard month. And Zach had been planning this sort of thing. And we had some up and like, back and forth about will I be able to make it will I not be able to make it and I remember I like hopped on a call with him and I was like I I went to this call knowing I was going to say I'm not going to be able to come I was like I need to take this time I need to I can't do it we're in this call we're talking back and forth and I just hear him talking about this this event and how excited he was and uh the people that are connecting to this event and I was like I think I've been impacted more by some of the yeses that I've said uncomfortably than the no's I've said confidently. And I and I and I I don't know where that quote's from. And I don't know why that quote sticks with me sometimes, but it, it was one of those moments where you remember something instantly um where it was like you will be impacted more by the yeses that you say uncomfortably than the no's that you say confidently. And at that point, I was like, okay, let's make this happen. Let's do this. Let's fly. Let's make, let's, let's do whatever it takes to make this event happen. Um, I remember having a conversa- conversation with Zach as I was heading home from this event. I was like, hey, to be honest with you, I was not planning on coming to this event. But I thank you that I did. And I feel like my life has been a lot of those moments recently of uncomfortable yeses that lead to confident and proud moments and i couldn't be more thankful for that and this is not me saying to go and just say yes to everything that makes you uncomfortable <laughs> but it is me saying uh be more willing to be uncomfortable at times and yeah i i'm very interested to see what happens in the future i'm writing a second book right now and it's been an up and down process. I won't lie to you. Um, I definitely plan on this book being finished way quicker than it has been. Um, I, in my most dream world, we would have already been signed to a publisher and already starting the editing process. And I'm not even finished with the manuscript yet. So, <laughs> um, but I'm writing the second book. And it has been one of the most interesting mental roller coasters of my life not because of the content of the book but the 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 f- but because of the idea of what this book stands for and so if you're listening to the podcast um i guess this is sort of a cool moment for people who haven't heard of what my second book's going to be and what this whole conversation is going to be around so this will be a moment for everyone we're here the podcast crew um, you get to hear the, the title and the idea and maybe even a page from the book. So 
The title is called Sunbreak, Notes on Hope. And I am always so happy to talk about this book. Uh, and I'll be honest, because I love the concept of hope. Um, I've been spending so much of my past year thinking about the concept of hope and what it means. Um, so Sunbreak is a book about hope. It is a collection of poetry and short essays around what does hope mean to the human race. And when people always ask, when I get asked that question, I simply answer that hope is the single most impactful tool the human race has ever created. It has been the foundation of which everything we have ever accomplished has been founded on. And what I mean by that is that every dream and every ambition is founded in hope. A hope for a better day, a safer tomorrow, a different way of living, a hope for something to change. The Wright brothers hoped to fly. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. hoped and dreamed of a better and more safe future. And hope has always been at the forefront of anything we've ever accomplished. And I think it has gotten a bad name over the, over the course of history, where people see hope as an empty promise, as a, as a blank thing. But I like to see hope as an action. I think it's more of an action verb. I think it's something that is done more than thought of. Um, because when you lead with hope, when you lead a life full of hope, you're more willing to try new things and to try and attempt and grow and expand. And I think that's beautiful. So I wrote this whole book about hope, and I'm writing this whole book about hope. And uh, it's it's fun. It's something that I've realized. I think I wrote A Fool's Guide to the Universe, my first book, in a very manic mode. <laughs> um, a Fool's Guide to the Universe is, is a collection of poetry from over three years of my life, but it was finished and edited in a very quick manner because... The community grew, a Fender Reminder blew up, all this sort of stuff. And so we just like, I need to get this book out and ready and gone. So we did it quickly. And it was like a month worth of time and just like manic pursuit. And Sunbreak is everything since then. It's all my writing, all of my thoughts and ambitions and the things that I've learned about myself, about the communities that I want to build, about my love for mental health advocacy, for all of these things. It's everything since then. And I've been in love writing this book because I think it's the most organic I am. A Fool's Guide was written when I was learning and experiencing heartbreak and loss and grief and all of these feelings and emotions that a going out of teenager going into young adulthood person could be and sunbreak's way different sunbreak is written as a book for me to express my hope for the world my hope for a better day and a safer tomorrow um and how i view hope and i and i've been in love with writing this book and i cannot express how excited I am for one day this book to be in people's hands. Um, I also really want this book to be taking the more traditional path, if that makes sense. A Fool's Guide to the Universe was self-published. We designed it, edited it, did everything by hand with a collection of my friends and amazing support from Mackenzie and Lauren and Scott and Emma and everybody who helped make the book possible. I want Sunbreak to be more than just that, more than just a small project. 
Um, my biggest joke is the one thing that a fool's guy never did was sit on a bookshelf in a, in a Barnes and Noble. And I am one for manifestation. I will be that foo-foo. Uh, and I'll say it right now. Sunbreak's going to sit on a bookshelf in Barnes and Noble. And podcast listeners hold me to that. Uh, so I'm very excited for this book. I think... I really don't know where this podcast is going. Uh, I think I do want to close out uh, this podcast and just sort of this like, hi, welcome back. Uh, this is my podcast and the times I get to chat with myself um, on the conversation of the book. I think I'll read um, one of the pages from the book. Uh, so like I said, the book is broken up into two parts, uh, two mixed parts, I should say, actually. Uh, the, the one part is the collection of poetry. So all my poetry that I've written since A Fool's Guide to the Universe is published. The second part is a, a form of writing that I've been really in love with. It is short essay and these sort of like memoiric writing styles, um, which is like these essays that are my thoughts or conversations around the idea of hope and what that all means for humanity. Um, so these would typically be between like two to three pages that are just these essays that are just like a conversation around hope. Um, so I'm going to read you one of these pages that is one of those short essays, which is a conversation around hope. Uh, so I hope you enjoy it. Um, I think I'll probably do a closing after, uh, after I read it. So here is page 82 of Sunbreak, Notes on Hope. You're not an accident on this planet. Some spark of luck that just happened to bloom into a garden. The likelihood of you is so incredibly improbable that your existence has to be worth something. And it does. Of this improbable life, we were gifted with you. Our minds will often try to get in the way of how capable we are. To pretend that our muscles are too weak to move mountains. But if humanity has done one thing in its some 10,000 years of existence, it has proven that belief and hope for a better future this is the most powerful resource that we've ever tapped into. I think most specifically of the story of Davrash Manji, an Indian farmer who in 1960 began carving a road through a mountain. Yes, you read that right. A singular man carving an entire road through a mountain. Why? A few years before, Manji's wife died after sustaining an injury from falling by a nearby ridgeline. The nearest doctor who would have been able to save his wife's life was 90 kilometers away on the other side of the mountain face. Manji understood that his wife and many others would have access to needed medical care if there was just a way to easily pass over or through the mountains separating their village and the hospital. And thus, Manji went to work, day and night, over the next 20 years with pickaxe, chisel, and shovel in hand Finally, in 1982, 22 years after his wife's death, Manji's road was completed, shortening the distance from nearby Gaia district from 55 kilometers to 15 kilometers. Eventually, after Manji died in 2007, the hand-built road was paved along its original path by the Indian government in remembrance of Manji's work. I've told the story of Manji to countless groups of students I've gotten to work with over the years many of who either think I'm fibbing or the others are surprised they've never heard of his story in their entire life. A true miracle of triumph and determination, but rarely ever told since it's one of countless stories of human courage in the face of hopeless times. It is no accident that Manji existed in the way that he did. 
that he was so staunch in the resolve to honor his wife's legacy and to make a better future for those around him. Manji's story is why I'm so resolute in the belief that you are not an accident on this earth. Accidents don't move mountains. Dashar Manji proved that we have the capability to not only move mountains, but dig right through them when they get in our way. Yeah. <laughs> I love this book. I genuinely do, and I can't wait for people to get to read it, too. Um, like I said, I really don't know what these podcast episodes are going to be now. I feel like my life is in a very, very different place from when we originally started this podcast. But there is one thing I can assure you that it will always be. It will be a tangent with soul. And yeah. So I guess I'll see you in the next one. I promise that it will be not as long of a wait. Um, so yeah. We'll see you then. I always end these podcasts the same. So I think I'm going to do the same. I wish you peace, love, and happiness in all that you do. And stay safe. Cheers.